We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. All right, welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily rolling right along. We've moved Tim Fitzgerald's regular Thursday segment to right now because of, well, Thanksgiving. We all want to take time to stuff our faces, right? Uh, Fitz, you a, you a turkey guy? Uh, for this week, I am. I do like turkey, but um, not as much as the other meats I might put on my smoker. Yeah, our our family back home, and I always miss Thanksgiving now because it's busy time on the work calendar. Uh, they do now that we you know moved away and do all this. They've they've determined the tradition it ought to be making a big old prime rib roll every Thanksgiving, Ooh. and I'm just like, ooh, thanks guys. Like we appreciate appreciate that sentiment once we're you know out of town and can never come home for Thanksgiving. Um, all right, Fitz. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. They've they've incorporated it on some Christmases when I'm home, and it's worth it. It's awesome. Uh, big win yesterday. Really big win yesterday. Twenty points over Rhode Island. Rhode Island may not be very good this year, uh, but that doesn't matter at this point. K State just keeps winning basketball games. We'll get to football next, but let's start with hoops since they play today. Uh, big win yesterday. Same old story, right? It's it's different guys. It's uh, a lot of different players can score and do the things that they need to do. I think we're starting to see maybe Tomlin and Johnson take the lead in that category. But, man, they had – what did they have? Six guys with at least seven points. I think I was six. I mean, the, the depth here is pretty crazy. And, and I think a good thing, right? It's fine that we're not seeing too much separation. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and it's exactly what you want as a coach. And I'm struck by the fact that this coaching staff, on a, in a short, tight window, went out. And I'm not going to talk about the transfer portal guys because you know that's something new that that's emerged in the last few years. So it's not fair to say Bruce never did that until recently because the portal just kind of became a thing. Naquan Tomlin was sitting there on the market as a junior college player, uh, untouched for the most part. Um, and this kid is elite in his ceiling. His ceiling is so high, I'm not sure short of that recruiting class with Michael Beasley in it and Jacob Pullen in it, 
have we seen someone with a ceiling as high as Naquan Tomlin? He's a 6'10 kid who last night would take the rebound, bring it up to court with a controlled dribble, and either go to the rim or pass the ball like a point guard. And he's also capable of playing above the rim with incredible dunks and shooting three-pointers. This is the type of talent that Kansas State hasn't seen in a very long time. Um, and as good as Keontae Johnson is, and Marquise Noel's playing at a much higher level, he looks totally relaxed and able to kind of be himself. Naquan Tomlin is going to be uh, a really special player if he continues to develop, and we've seen that development happen over just four games. So yesterday fits 44 points in the first half for the Wildcats, and they shot over 50% from the field for the entire game. What do you attribute the offensive success to? Is it just the, the talent that uh, these guys like Johnson and Tomlin have, or are there other factors that play into that? Um, no, I, it's, a, it's a lot of talent, but uh, this coaching staff has just kind of let them go. And, and I'm not talking like run willy-nilly, but these guys could just go play. Be relaxed. Don't be stressed. Um you know, honestly, it's been a long time, and this certainly would go back to, um, you know, even Hugs and, and Frank Martin when Kansas State was the team starting games emphatically, you know, really putting an opponent on the rope in the first phases of the game, let alone the entire first half. They've led by double digits halftime in all four games. Granted, the competition isn't great, but look, any of us who've been around K-State basketball knows that often the first half, and early stages of the game would be just painful to watch because they couldn't score. They couldn't they couldn't build a lead. They often were behind. They'd fall behind in big holes. And that's not happening here. And this team comes out and, and really gets after opponents um, because they are in attack mode. Do they have deficiencies? Yeah. They, they, their defense kind of breaks down. In fact, we saw that happen a little bit last night. And uh, they – they sometimes don't attack the rim. They're not going to be a big physical defense. They're just going to harass people. They've got a lot to work on. But, again, they, too, have a really high upside that is going to be fun to see how far they can move towards it in this you know, non-conference season before they get ready for the Big 12. I, I just I wonder, today should be a lot of fun, right? Nevada is off to a – Fast start. They're also unbeaten at this point, and they have some pretty nice wins. So I don't. I think the line is. It's. I've seen it at five and a half, six points. So it looks like everyone expects a big game here. Um, this will be the first big test, right? Because we know Cal's not very good. This will be the test where we can really get a good look and a good evaluation. I think you feeling that way. Yeah, a little bit. Steve Alford's a coach there, and you know he had a lot of success in the Mountain West. At New Mexico, um, I think he's got things moving in the right direction there. Um, they are unbeaten. Uh, I watched them a little bit yesterday in that game with Tulane. Um, uh, you know, I think they're one of the certainly one of the better teams uh, in this tournament. This is not a great tournament. Let's just be honest. I mean, this was a tournament uh, booked by the previous staff, and uh, I think they knew this was a, a tournament in which they could be really competitive. And now K-State has amped up the talent, and I think K-State should win this tournament. But uh, I, I keep warning people of this. For all the good stuff we're seeing from the Kansas State basketball team, they're going to lay some eggs along the way. They're going to have a game when they just don't go out there and 
defend like they should and they're kind of sleepwalking and they're not fully mentally prepared. Um, so that will come. I don't think it'll be uh, in this game. I think they're really focused on winning this in-season tournament title to kind of prove something to themselves and everyone else. Uh, but then again, they're in the Cayman Islands, and I'm a grown-ass man, and I would have a lot of problems focusing on work while in the Cayman <laughs> Islands. So it's, it would be hard not to blame them for be to be thinking, Boy, that beach is nice as they get outscored by Nevada. Yeah, I, that's certainly a temptation. That's something that um, you know. <laughs> I think that I, I can I can jump on board with you on that because I would I would certainly be the same way. Let's shift gears to uh, K State football fits. So Saturday, the uh, the uh, Wildcats go into Morgantown. They beat West Virginia 48-31, 41 first half points for the Wildcats. We've talked about it at length. What this team can do offensively. Uh, man, I, I, I want to get your thoughts, especially on what we saw in the first half offensively from Kansas State. It was really impressive. And, and despite the fact that that first half, particularly the first quarter, devolved into an absurd shootout that we ne- didn't expect because the K-State defense has been playing so well. Um, I never felt like K-State was in peril in that game. I never felt like um, West Virginia, again, could outscore you know, quotations around at Kansas State, uh, as as good as West Virginia's offense did play, and they found something better with with uh, Garrett Green at quarterback, and you you wonder why that was only explored in weeks ten and eleven for West Virginia, but uh, they've got something better going right now. I I thought Kansas State would kind of handle that game. That's exactly what happened. Eventually, K State got up by double digits and. And that second half, after all that scoring in the first half, there was 13 total points. As the, you know, the defense has started to take over, and I think K-State backed backed off to try to keep the offense on the field a little bit with prolonged drive and and rest the defense that was getting battered pretty good by a surprisingly uh, efficient West Virginia offense. So uh, again, K-State finds a way to win, and now this team's capable of winning shootouts, uh, which has not been Kansas State's mode of operation in the past. So that's another encouraging element that Will Howard brings to the field. Yeah, so, I mean, there's everything to play for here. After what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I know it's a rivalry game. Give me a give me like a level of concern about Kansas being the ultimate spoiler here. I, I feel like K-State's going to be just fine. Is that unreasonable? Is that overly optimistic? Um, no, I don't think it's unreasonable. Um, there's a couple factors here that have given me comfort. One, I always come back to this. Kansas State football, with despite all the talent they might bring in from the four corners of the, the United States, is Kansas-based. This roster is Kansas-based. It's majority, even if they're walk-ons, that locker room is filled with a bunch of kids who grew up with this rivalry, knowing how important it is to mom and dad and their friends and and they don't want to hear trash talking from their KU friends. So those guys really do an effective job of communicating what this game means to everyone in the state. But also this, I, I got to be honest, I was a little astonished at how ineffective Jalen Daniels was in his return. Now, look, I think he will, I think he will be better in, in game two of, of his return. I think uh, he was all overly cautious with that injury against Texas. Uh, maybe he'll relax and realize that 
Um, you know, he survived game one. He'll be fine. But uh, I, I thought KU would be really competitive against Texas, and it was anything but that. Fitz, what yeah, is – Absolutely. And, 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 you know, Fitz, you look at the Longhorns, and, and they have – obviously a must win game uh, on on Saturday against Baylor um, they've got to they've got to win if they want to get into uh, that hunt for the big 12 championship and so the the Wildcats will know they'll have an idea um, when they play on Saturday what they need to do depending on what Texas does right so does that change at all the the preparation or the mentality when you know uh, that the team that is chasing you they're gonna play first and so you've kind of got an idea uh, when you're playing your game I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think this team has <clears throat> uh, got a clear couple prizes in front of them right now, um, and it, it, it isn't just about getting to the Big Twelve Championship for this group, um, because you know that's that's a big prize. They have an opportunity to beat TCU if they can uh, get there. But now it's become pretty clear that if Kansas State makes the Big Twelve Championship, uh, and you know does so without backing in with, you know, a couple losses by Texas in itself, that the Sugar Bowl is on the docket. I mean, if TCU wins out, they beat Iowa State on Saturday, which we all expect, um, and they beat Kansas State in the championship game, they're going to the four-team playoff. And the Sugar Bowl then is obligated to take the, the next highest-ranked team in the playoff rankings from the Big 12. And that would be Kansas State in all likelihood, unless the voters do something really, the committee does really something strange. Um, and then if they win the Big 12 championship, they automatically are in that Sugar Bowl vote. So naturally, they won't be in the playoff, so they'd go to the Sugar Bowl. So there, there's a really clear path to an elite bowl game to play a team um, that is a brand like LSU or Tennessee or Alabama. Um, and that is really meaningful, I think, for these kids to prove that um, they can play football with the best of the best. One more for me fits here, and it has to do with next year. And I know we're not done with this year yet, but next year with what we've seen from Will Howard, how much do you think expectations change now? It kind of felt like an all-in sort of year this year, but with Will Howard playing the way he's playing, assuming he'll come back, which I think most people do, taking the pressure off of Avery Johnson to some degree. Does does that change the expectation for next year? I, I think it has to, right? Like now we're going to have much higher expectations for next year that we might have had had we not seen this development of Will Howard this year. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, all you have to do is look north um, to Ames, Iowa, to realize that uh, how a program can drop off when it has a quarterback leave. Um, an elite running back leave, an elite defender leave, um, have some changes on the offensive line. You know, because if you're Kansas State, you have three Big 12 caliber juniors on your roster in Deuce Vaughn, Felix Andy, D.K. Ozama, and Cooper Beebe. And we expect all three to declare early for the NFL draft. Um, and I feel like Kansas State's in a position now as the, you know, the emergence of uh, D.J. Giddens um, in the backfield Brendan Mott at defensive end and some of these other young guys that we're hearing about along the offensive line that aren't seeing the field, but are developing physically. I think K-State's going to be all right. Will they be at this level? That's hard to say. I and mean, you lose a Deuce Vaughn 
um, who's so dynamic in both the run and passing game. Uh, you better have a good committee coming in. Um, and K-State's still working on that, the recruiting trail. But I think they're going to be in a much better position to succeed next year than what we've seen from Iowa State, which has been a dramatic drop-off on the offensive side of the football to the point where um, uh, it's hard to explain other than recruiting negligence on the on the part of the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, we love the incoming freshman class. I think this will be the greatest test yet for this coaching staff. Um to use the transfer portal effectively to get a couple of a yeah. couple of high profile weapons in there. And I think that they can, right? At this point, that's in a pretty attractive spot when you know you've got a good quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, whether that's receiver or running back or, you know, maybe a left tackle if, you know, they need to replace someone along more guys along the line. I think they'll be able to go into the portal and find those guys. And I and, you know, I left out the losses of Daniel Green uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're probably going to have to get back into the portal for linebackers because they hit the portal. They brought in three guys, and all of them didn't really make it to the field for injuries or other reasons. So that's, uh, you know, that, that's that's a spot where they're really going to have to amp it up and probably get back over there on the, on the secondary side, too, to supplement the safeties even more. Uh, they had great luck with that, and now they're down. Uh, two crucial safeties as we head into the home stretch of this season. All right, Fitz. Well, we appreciate it. And I got another big week, K-State Nevada tonight at 630. Um, and then, of course, uh, K-State football in primetime against KU, the Sunflower Showdown, a ticket to the Big 12 title in hand. If they get the win, they don't have to worry about anything else. A big week at Go Power Cat. What kind of stuff do you guys have going on there at the site? Well, it's a big day at Go Power Cat. We've got our, our free VIP day and one day out of the year leading up to Black Friday sale, which is also started 75% off, we take the paywall down. So if you're just a fan, you want to go check out our VIP content. Today's the day. Head on over there and maybe check out that 75% deal off. It's 75% off deal we have uh, for Black Friday that runs through this weekend. Um, and I hope people strongly consider signing up for GoPowerCat.com. Give yourself a little christmas present you deserve it you're a loyal fan give yourself a little november 22nd present because it's a great time to be a cat fan fitz we appreciate it at life of fitz on twitter go power cat you can find all the info you need have a happy thanksgiving fitz we'll talk again next week i'm gonna smoke a turkey and we had no dogs or roosters in this episode of of fitz on your show this is incredible. i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um yeah, but true. we'll we'll take it. All right, Fitz. Have a good one. Thank you, boy. We're gonna take a quick break. I, I wanna I wanna get a little uh Thanksgiving tradition talk here with Tommy. Overrated, underrated Thanksgiving foods. We've got Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, coming up uh, at the top of the next hour. So let's let's get a little Thanksgiving talk going here. We gotta sort through some things next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.